Welcome back for part two of our wrestling discussion of Barry and mine's favorite moments and matches in wrestling. And without further ado, we're just going to jump right into this. So here we go. All right, WWE, WWF slash E. Yes. Here we go. Here's the history on it. World Wrestling Federation slash Entertainment. Technically, this was branded as WWF in 1979. It was originally the WWW. Yes, Worldwide Wrestling right. Federation that was owned by Vincent McMahon Sr. Senior. Yep. Um, it was later rebranded as Titan Sports yes. in the 1980s and then World Wrestling Entertainment uh, in, I think, like 2000. It's either 99 or 2000 when they rebranded it. It was somewhere it. around there, and it's one of those things because there is a, the World Wildlife Federa- or Foundation. Yes, the World Wildlife Fund. Fund, excuse yep. me. And they had... An, basically an agreement. Of, it's a handshake deal. Yeah, if you can do this, basically basically the World Wildlife Fund said, you can use WWF until we decide we don't want you to any longer. And, and then once they did, they, that was they transitioned it, yeah. it, and it just that's when it stopped being wrestling and started becoming sports, sports entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. But there was a lawsuit in there also. You mm-hmm. know, that was a whole lot of... Well, they had to do that just because of the fact so. that WWF didn't want to change. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you know, they had... They had 20 ish years of that branding, you yeah. know. I mean, I, I can I can see it, you know. Anyways, well, and as far as their 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 flagship shows, they had a couple of them. I mean, you've heard us talk about Monday Night Raw, which is well, probably their biggest. Came later. It did come later, but it's probably their biggest. Uh, Sunday Night Heat was, was one. only on for a little while. Yeah. Um, Friday Night SmackDown, which was Thursday Night SmackDown right. for the longest time, and then my personal favorite, Saturday Night's main event. Okay, you're missing. Uh, Championship wrestling, or uh, you're missing uh, uh, primetime wrestling, which was on USA, which yeah. predated. And, and let's say we all watched that. Come on, okay. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. I'll give you primetime wrestling. That was the one that actually had the. Uh, it was more like a talk show. Too. It was, but yeah. they would show matches. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things. A lot of times, it was a lot of it was like house show stuff. Yeah, it know? was. Um, this, yeah. But that was, but it was two hours. Yeah, you know, and it was one of those things where it was on USA. Well, because it originally was in primetime, it was on Monday nights. Yeah, it was hosted know? by originally Gorilla Monsoon, and then I think Vince McMahon actually hosted it for a while. McMahon was on there a little bit, yeah. but once they got into the monsoon and Heenan, oh yeah, that was uh, that's that was the magic combination right, right, right there, right, right? You know, and then of course you had like what was it, wrestling challenge, and you had superstar, you had superstars, superstars, superstars still around. Was no, it was nothing more than a rehash with. Uh, it was a lot of squash matches, is well, what it squash was, matches, a lot of or, or recaps of right, matches right. that had already happened. So I didn't count those. These were ones that you know these were their flagships, these were their pinnacles. If you were watching wrestling, these were the shows you were watching. Right. If you were watching anything else, that's great, but these were the go tos. And because it has, and, and it is still going on in some form. Um, but because it it de- definitely has the longest tenure of any company, organization, whatever you want to call it, of wrestling, it's difficult to go back and find five matches that were truly just. Oh, there, there's no whittling it. I down mean, it's just there's, five. <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things that there there's so many moments on these that could go that just stand on their own, and I'm I'm almost positive that there's going to be at least one or two that you and I have the same. Oh, I know. I, is, I know one of them most definitely is on both. You want to go ahead and get I'm going to go ahead and do it. All right. Hands down, probably the best 
wrestling match I have ever seen in my life. WrestleMania three. WrestleMania three. Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage. Yes, and this that is... was a because look, and, and I have I have Hogan and Andre down here because I don't. And, and the reason I have it, I had it in my honorable mentions. I don't have it on my list. I have it in my honorable mentions because that that was when Hulk Hogan became Hulk Hogan. I mean, he was already Hulk Hogan, but that yeah. sent him over the top. But the thing is, there was all this build, all this build, all this build. You know, Hogan Andre, Hogan Andre. We're gonna do blah blah, and then. Midway through the card, Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat tear the house down and stole the show. And we're talking that was in 1987. Okay, we are we're basically we're 24 we're 35 years beyond that now. Yep. And you know what? Every time WrestleMania three comes up, people like, oh yeah, Andre Hogan. Nope. Did you see that Steamboat Savage match? And I mean, it just oh my god. And and I'll ask you, can you think of a better roll up ending? No. No, I mean the fact that there were so many, you know, and that's the thing. That's the joke now. You know, like most devastating match. You know, uh, most devastating move in wrestling. It's a roll up. It's a roll up. Uh, the surprise roll up these days. It's just become the joke because yep. it happens so much. But that was a. There were so many near falls. There, I mean, it's just one after another, after another, mm-hmm. after another, after another. And this honestly is one of those. If I ever meet somebody who is like. Yeah, I kind of I don't really kind of understand wrestling or but I was like no let me let me show you this match. Yes. Let me show you this match. And you don't even have else. to know the story going up to it. You None don't of have it. to know the trash talk that's going on. You don't have to know that you know them. the the whole with him taking the, larynx, the ring bell the crush and crushing yeah, and all you know, that stuff. All you don't that have to know stuff. any of it whatsoever. Yeah. None of it, that it has just, to exist. This match this is what wrestling is supposed to do. It's supposed to tell the story right. in the ring. Mm-hmm. You should be able to go into it cold and just sit there and be moved one way or another and it's one by of the, what and, takes And place. another thing with this, this is classic good versus evil. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, th- this is... Absolutely. Randy Savage was a hateable heel yep. at this point in his career. I mean, just, you hated him. Yeah, he yeah he was exciting. You know, he had the the, the sparkly robes and you know, and let's pomp and circumstance, pomp and circumstance, and Miss Elizabeth, and you know, and his his elbow off the top rope is still one of the oh. the, the best finishers ever. Absolutely, but no going into this, you knew that guy is the bad guy. Yep, and this guy over here is the good guy. Yep, and there's no there's no great there's no great there is a sharp line. Mm-hmm. Uh, this side's this side's black. This side's white. This is, you know, th- this is it, you know. <laughs> and, and it was just, it was one of those things that you saw so many, you know, it was back and forth the entire time. You yeah. saw so many, you know, and it, all spins. It really and truly, and, it was like, know. I didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. I had no clue. I mean, it, 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 it was, it was one of those matches that even, I even now, if I said, if we sat down and watch it now, I would still get anxious watching this because it's it so good. It should not have been as good as it <laughs> no, was. No, but And so many wrestlers who came after that have talked about, mm-hmm. that proved that you didn't have to be in the main event. No. To, and you didn't to, have to have some stupid gimmick. Exactly. You didn't have to have, you exactly. know, some, something going over or try to sell toys or any of that other crap. Right. You could go out there, put on a clinic of a match, mm-hmm. and people are still, I mean, that was what? 87? So the, we're talking, what, f- almost 40 years later? Yeah. We're still almost. talking about it? Well, it's you know? 35 years. Yeah, 35 yeah, years. 35 we're years still later. talking about that match. And that's the whole thing. Might, whenever whenever somebody says, what do you think is the greatest wrestling match of all time? That Steamboat. one immediately, yep. immediately that one goes to the top. Yeah. And it's not hyperbole whatsoever. It no. is, no, that earned all of this. Yeah. You know? So anyway. I mean, I mean it's, it's, <laughs> it's it, it, it defined what a wrestling match is supposed to be. Yeah. So... Um, I'll throw one out there then, okay. and this was one that that you know since we're kind of in the WrestleMania moment, and I, I will say that I have three a of my I got three from WrestleMania. I've got two from from Raw. Actually, I'm going to switch it up, and I'll go to a Raw one okay. since we were just talking about 
something kind of underhanded and smarmy that WCW tried to do that it didn't work. Okay. Monday Night Raw, January 4th, 1999. Yeah, that'll put butts in seats. The Rock (laughs) versus Mick Foley. Not Mankind. No. Not Cactus Jack. Mick Mick Foley. Foley. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, at the time... Yeah, a guy that used to wrestle under the name Cactus Jack. Yeah. He's going to win the title tonight. So, at the time, (laughs) you had WWF or WWE. Actually, it was still WWF at the time. time, Yeah had their matches for Monday nights that were pre-recorded. Yes. They would record it ahead of time and sh- and display it against Monday Nitro, which, which was, was live. live. It was always live. And someone over at WCW got this genius idea to... It was hey, Bischoff. It was well, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, and, was, and, and it, they gave it to Shivani to say, which is right. kind, of, kind of shitty. But uh, basically what it was is they knew what was going to happen as the highlight or the, the, the end match mm-hmm. for... Raw, so they were going to spoil it so people didn't flip, you know, because that was the big thing during the Monday Night right. Wars is you had these two shows that were going on at the same time, so people were constantly flipping back and right, forth during right. commercial breaks, while it was causing other these companies to lose money because they weren't getting people watching those right. commercials. So, um, so to try to spoil that, they decided to reveal that, which is something that WW, WCW had done previously to a point but yeah. never something like so blatant this. yeah but they they literally blatantly said that Mick Foley was going to win the championship on the other show right was what right. they were talking about and I believe was it uh, Zabisco that said that'll put butts in seats no it was it was Shivani was it Shivani it was Shivani okay. that said trying it, yeah. to no sell it right that being said <laughs> a large portion of the club <laughs> That is considered one of the most watched moments in wrestling history. Not and raw, no wrestling. And history. it also just so happened to correspond with the finger point, finger poke, the finger poke of doom, doom. Yes, which was one of the worst things that WCW did and during the, that time period. And and honestly, this match it, it, was it the best match? No, it mm-hmm. wasn't the best match. Mm-hmm. But what it represented was Mick Foley finally, finally, finally making it to the top of the mountain over, at the time, the heel right. rock. It had, DX was involved in it, yep. you know. Oh, I it mean, was massively overbooked. I think, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, was, everybody was around it. Yeah. And at the end of it, you know, they hoisted him up on his shoulders. And I will never forget Foley, they gave him a live mic. And he said, Mrs. Foley's baby, baby boy, boy yeah. we finally did it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Straight out of Rocky. Yeah. It uh yeah that's a again that's one of those that I was not watching wrestling oh. much at the time I was I was in and out with it yeah. you know but I was still when I did watch it I was watching WCW more than I was actually I was only watching WCW at the time um, and I was actually watching WCW that night mm-hmm. when when they said when Shivani said that I watched the finger point poke of doom and all that. And I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> but I didn't flip over to raw because I just didn't care. And you'll notice it, you know? that neither one of us talk about the finger poke of doom in our list of yeah, best moments because it, because was, it, it was, was horrible. It was stupid. And it was, it, it's Hulk Hogan bullshit. It, 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 was, it felt like know? an it's Andy a, Kaufman joke that really they were the only did, ones that were really in did. on it. Um, since we're on raw, I'm going to go to another raw. Okay. Uh, I don't have the exact date, but it's from November of 2016. Okay. In 2016, the women's division 
in WWE mm-hmm. really came into its own. True. What they call it the the, the, the women's revolution. revolution, you know. And there was a series of matches for a few months between Charlotte Flair and, and Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. I know exactly what match you're talking they, about. They they swapped the title back and forth. Like they they I mean literally like they they kept swapping it back and forth and back. I mean it was like it was one of those things where it's like anybody can win this. This quite literally was the night after Hell in a Cell yep. where Charlotte won the title back mm-hmm. from Sasha. This And then the very next night we're on Monday Night Raw. I think they were actually in Charlotte, North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. I could I be wrong right. about that. I think that. you're right, actually. But it was a hot crowd, and they headlined in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And the crowd was losing its ever-loving mind from the moment this thing started until the time it was over when Sasha Banks put the bank statement on Charlotte around a railing yes. in the middle of the crowd yes. to get her to tap. And <laughs> I was just when, when you see a move in wrestling that you hurt yes. just watching yes. it, right. that says a lot right but there. But that was I remember sitting there watching it going Holy shit! I never, int- I, I, I have seen some good women's matches yeah. this year. Yeah, this takes the cake. Well, yeah, okay. This, this, this was wow. Yeah. This was their version of Steamboat and and, and Flair and I know, Macho. I know, yeah. I know, or any number of things. Yeah, yeah. It could Steamboat Flair, Steamboat Savage, you know, whatever it was. But that was when I started making this list. I started I was like, no, I remember that match. Yeah. Just it stuck out. I can still see that visual. Right. Of Charlotte wrapped around that, that oh, yeah, railing, just bent backwards, and and, and just and totally Sasha bent just on yeah. her back, just mm-hmm. you know, and her tapping, and I mean, and the crowd just just going ate it up, nuts, just ate it you know? up, and uh, yeah, I mean, it just uh, I gotta say, Charlotte Flair is one of the best workers in the business. She, she can no, be. Sense, when she can when be. she's into when she's into the storyline and she's working with somebody yeah. that she likes to work with. Yeah. She is one. She is one of the best. Now, admittedly, we know, especially mm-hmm. after Becky was on the Stone Cold's, you know, deal. Oh yeah, what that Charlotte's got an ego, which Flair always has. I was about an ego. to say well, she's I mean, a she Flair. Gets it, she gets it honest. I mean, it's a. But the thing is, is that you know, what is it? That Flair always said. Rick always said to be the man. You, you got to beat, beat the man. man. And that's the whole thing. Is it? Is it Charlotte? Right in her dad's footsteps, you know. I oh. mean, it's a and, you know, and think about it, you know, because like David Flair, yeah, had a run and wasn't that great. Yeah, and then you had uh, what was her Reed brother? Reed, and I think had he not had the personal problems that he had, he might have been. But Charlotte wound up being the legacy out of this. Yeah, I mean, no ifs ands buts about it. I mean, it was just like, wow, who saw that coming? <laughs> well, know? and I mean, you know, and, and this is not a knock on her in any way. Uh-uh. Personally, I, I, you know, is she my favorite person to watch in the room? Not always, not no. necessarily, no. but I will give you that. When she's on, she's on. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can put on a match like nobody's business, mm-hmm. and so hateable. Oh yeah, she sells. She sells as as a heel. Same same as her dad. Well, it was one of those things. Just uh, anyways, go ahead. Speaking of daddy, okay. WrestleMania twenty four. Savage. No. Oh, 20, uh, Wrestlemania. Oh, oh, you're talking about. Uh, I'm sorry. HBK. I, I love you. you. Yes, that. Ric uh, Flair versus Shawn Michaels. That. 
This was the, the the whole thing about Rick had to keep winning, and the minute that he lost, he was out of the he company. He had to retire, yeah. It was, so he picked his own opponent, and he picked Shawn Michaels, yeah, yeah, who know. was the biggest Flair fan oh, yeah. possible. Except for maybe Triple H. Yeah, and the thing that I loved about this match, though, is if you go back and watch it, you really do see Flair selling his age. Mm-hmm. It's truly telling. It, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about. The story's told in the ring. Yep. You see Rick is wanting to do so much more and can't. Right. And it's showing how he's kind of, you know, time has caught up with him. And the immortal, you know, the, the, the image at the very end of it, right before he super kicks his head off, he just he mouths the words, I'm sorry, I love I you. And then he puts and it him wasn't out of his just that it was the he kicks him he does a super kick he yep. gets the he gets the, he jumps up and then immediately falls back down yep and gives Flair a hug yep I mean it's just a wow moment you know yeah it's one um, of those you you know that it's trying to keep a storyline as best as possible but you know Sean oh, I know. Is just overcome I know. with I know. that. and you couldn't not be no I mean that, that's not. watching the match absolutely even, not you know? and again. A very young Ashley Flair is sitting there at the yep. ring, you know, and watching the whole watching thing. the whole thing go down, and uh, as well as I'm, I don't know who else was there. There was there were several family members, that, but I remember even then being like, "Yeah, she's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, what's your next one? Let's see, where are we here? Okay, uh, I got one go. that's killer and one that's let's go to usual. Saturday night's main event. Oh, nineteen eighty six. Okay. Jake Roberts versus Ricky Steamboat. The creature feature. Yes. <laughs> I almost put this, that on here. This is the infamous where they go to the floor mm-hmm. and Jake pulls back the mats and gives the DDT and legitimately knocked Steamboat out because yes. he went face first into the concrete. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the creature feature, Jake the Snake Roberts used to come to the ring the every, with, yep. with this this cloth bag mm-hmm. that had a python in it named Damien. Yep. That was his gimmick. He just ran it through. Well... On this time, and I think he did it like one other time. Yeah, there was one other time at a WrestleMania, but it wasn't against Jake, but he no. came out with a... Komodo dragon. Well, it was it wasn't really. It was actually a crocodile, a baby crocodile that they... Yeah, I thought this it, one was a, I thought no, this one you, was a Komodo. If you go back and look at it, it's... But he, yeah. he brings a quote-unquote Komodo... You know, right. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat brings right. a Komodo dragon, so you have an actual animals outside, so they refer to that match as the creature feature. Right, right. But this was a great... Again, this is one of those that, like, I happened to come across. Oh, and it was a know? great match. And it was a wonderful match. I remember watching, like I said, it was 86. I would have been 12 years old. I was sitting here watching. I was like, dude, well, you basically this is got, so awesome. You, you got know, it's two live-action cartoon characters right. going on right in front of you. And again, you, know? you knew who the good guy was. Yep. You knew who the bad guy yep. was. There was no ifs, ands, buts about it. Ricky Steamboat wound up on a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. I, he was an incredible performer. I mean, there's you can't take anything away from Steamboat. He was an incredible I performer. literally have him I have 3 I have him on 3 4 four matches. In Jeez. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to go with my unconventional one on okay. this one. All right, good. And this is a more recent one, you know, just so you can think we're talking about all the old stuff. This is from uh, Monday Night Raw from March 19th of 2018. Okay. Bray Wyatt Okay. Versus Matt Hardy. Okay. The ultimate deletion. That, okay. I <laughs> loved this match. It was... 
they had come on. Done, you had Senior Benjamin. I know. And, you had you know, Vanguard and, and this, One. Again, came, you had the Lake of Reincarnation. What uh, more do you need, Alan? Uh, come again, on. Th- this came from Impact. Yes. You know because the Hardys had gone back over there and basically reinvented themselves, especially As Brother Matt, Nero. Especially, especially Matt. You yeah, know, broken then, Matt Hardy and, and Brother Nero. The final deletion, you know, and all this stuff. And so when they when they came back to the WWE, then they they brought some of that with them a little bit and, and that was a cool and bray wyatt was a great oh he was a, the perfect person a perfect for person to be in there and especially yeah. the fact that he went away for a little while and mm-hmm. came back and they kind of like rebooted which they did that so many times with bray and they didn't need to no they never needed to and they kept screwing it up and they kept screwing it up and kept screwing it up and kept screwing it up and it was just like Ugh. but he could have been the next undertaker oh yeah Easily. And they never... Or Vader. Yeah, or, or you know, something. You know. And they never did it. It's kind of like Finn Balor. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. He could have easily gone into that supernatural role that, to fill a void, and they yeah. they, they just never did but it. But the so. thing with this match, and, and for those of you that have never seen, uh, what was the original one? The Final Deletion? Final Deletion was the first. The Final Deletion is just ridiculous. It is. It's, it's, it takes... I mean, there's, there's all kinds of just randomness, because it takes place in that one, in both of these, actually, at what they the call the Hardy, Hardy Compound, compound yeah, which North, is basically... North Carolina, right? Yeah, it's uh, Cary, North Carolina, yeah. which is where Matt Hardy lives. Right. So this was his actual backyard. My favorite one from that, the part from that, was when he gets on the riding lawnmower. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Bray's laying in the, he's, like, he's doing like half a mile an hour. Just Trying to chase him down. <laughs> so funny. I just loved Senior Benjamin. Yeah. Senior Benjamin. I think he was supposed to be like Matt Hardy's gardener yeah, or something. something like I that. Just, Senior Benjamin. Oh. It was just. Yeah. This is what, for those of you that watched WrestleMania this past year, there was a match with Johnny Knoxville and the guys from Jackass versus Sami Zayn. That and match was better than it, should, than it was than it, it had any right so to be. so ridiculously over the top. And let me tell you. It was so much fun. Have you heard a bigger pop than, no. when, than when Wee Man no. came out from under the mat? And, and performed a body slam. <laughs> I know, but just when he, but when he comes out from under the ring, yep. that entire place popped like crazy. It was insane, you know, just... but it's it, it's that idea that wrestling does not have to take itself so no. seriously. No, But if no. you're going to do it, go as far. Far over the top as you can possibly go. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have one more on my main list, and okay. then we can get into because, and I can keep going with some other <laughs> stuff here. Um, and you might think this is a little uncommissioned, but a lot of this also comes down to the the moment of okay. all of this. All right. Um. WrestleMania five. Okay. Hogan versus Savage. The super oh, the superpowers, superpowers collide. Explode. Yeah. Me- was it the mega powers? The mega powers explode. Yeah. You know? Because this was a over a year yeah. build of stuff. I mean, it's like literally it was one of those things of like the mega powers came together for res- for uh some no SummerSlam. Oh SummerSlam. It was yeah. it was before WrestleMania four. It was the year prior to that, yep. so that would have been like eight. That was like the, the, that was, was in, that was later in eighty seven. It basically. was Hogan and Macho Sat- Man and versus what they call it the Mega Bucks. Well, it was because it, it, it was DiBiase and um, it was now it was DiBiase and um, was it Andre? No, it wasn't Andre in that one. It was um, what's his name? Um, Who Zeus? Oh, okay, Tiny Lister. Yeah, because they had just he had just they had that just was, done. Uh, um, um, whatever the name of that like stupid movie was, no holds barred, Ugh. and it was one of those things. But it was one of those things where it no kept going. Used. Yeah, it, it, where it kept going. Yeah, so it's, this is where you saw 
the mega powers become a thing. It's where you also get to see Miss Elizabeth rip off her skirt. Yeah, and 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 you know, and the seeds for in that match in their first mm-hmm. match together, the seeds for its ultimate falling apart yep. were sown. Oh yeah, at the end of it, and it's one of those things that you go through, and you know, they have that. It wasn't Saturday night's main event, but it was like it was just called the main event. It was on a Friday night. Yep, and it was Hogan versus Andre. Yep. Because DiBiase had gone and gotten Andre, he's like, "Look, I want you to go win the belt, and I'm and then give it to me." And so that's right. I and that was that. the whole no. thing that no. that's when they had the two Earl Hebners. Remember, it yep. was because he the appeared, twins. He had a brother, and nobody knew. Had a twin brother, nobody knew about. Then all of a sudden, it's this whole thing where he gets, you know, Hogan gets screwed, loses the belt. Andre gives gives it over to DiBiase, and then they're like, "No, no, no! That means you vacated the belt because you can't just hand it over to somebody." Yep. So in WrestleMania four was when they had the tournament, mm-hmm. which I actually, in my honorable mentions, I have the finals of that, which was DiBiase versus Savage, when Savage won the belt. Yep. Um, and DiBiase was one of those guys that's often overlooked. He was a highly overlooked. He was a great heel. Oh yeah. I mean, just no ifs ands buts about yep. it. But so it's one of those things that when you fast forward and they're fighting it again, it was another. It wasn't Saturday Night's main event. It was just a regular main event. Right. They had already kind of started really planting the seeds of something's going wrong. And Elizabeth took a bump, and Hogan left the ring to take took care her, of her. Take care yeah. of her. And Savage got mad, and the whole thing exploded. Yeah. So you get to WrestleMania five a year late. You know, basically. So all this has been building for like a year and a half mm-hmm. this entire which they don't do storylines like that's that back almost. when they knew how to build the storyline you know and they built that storyline to the point where you're like no i want to see this happen everybody knew hogan was winning that belt by oh, of course i mean that was there was there was no ifs ands buts about it yeah but it was just one of those things where it was like still i mean it wasn't again randy savage was an amazing worker yeah hogan not so much but Randy could pull a Randy good match out of just about he anybody. He could carry just about yeah. anybody, yeah. and he did in that one. He flat, yeah. you know, you get you got all your Hogan stuff, the him getting beat down, and then all of a sudden he starts hulking, hulking up, out, and, you, know, yeah. you know, and all the, the 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 crap that you get from a Hogan match. Yep. But Savage carried the rest of that match no, from from no bell doubt. to bell. No I doubt. Mean, so, uh, but yeah, and that again, it's all about the build, yeah. the story building up to it, everything you know, and. And it didn't stop, of course, come to find out, off <laughs> out of the ring, they, Savage, it was about the same. <laughs> yeah, Savage, Savage couldn't stand him. So. And, so, and, yeah. and again, Savage is one of those guys that just, I mean, you could spend hours just talking about Randy Savage matches. Oh, God. And yeah. that elbow and that the, the way, you know, even his promos, you know. Well, that, Savage was very instrumental in making DDP a thing. Yep. Because he was the one that said, no, I want to work with this guy and you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Because you know the the general you know that was one of those things. Where it's like no 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 Savage wins this. This mm-hmm. is and Savage like no, I want DDP to win this match. I'm going to take a diamond cutter. Yep. And again, this was on the heels of DDP had just you know turned down joining the NWO, and and this was after Savage was a member of the NWO. Yep. So it was one of those things where it was like oh oh we got something going on here, you know. Yeah. And of course. Savage had attacked Kimberly and on all this stuff, and it was just a you oh, it's a great moment. Yeah, and, I mean, it was just one of those again. Things, it yeah. was and it was voted. You know, uh, it, it was the um, it wasn't match of the year. It wasn't but match, it was but it was the the feud, feud of the year. Yeah. It got feud of the year, and it deserved yeah, it. No, rightfully so. It. Rightfully so. Anyway, so but uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and and to all our listeners, if you haven't seen it, you want to give yourself a little present. Do a YouTube search for Randy Savage Cream of the Crop. <laughs> One of the most over-the-top, ridiculous promos man, ever, but so much fun. Savage was something else, man. The cream of the crop. 
All right. Actually, actually, go to go to YouTube and look up his rap song "Be a Man." Oh God, the one where he bashes Hogan. Hogan yeah. oh. Oh. Randy Savage. Any anything Randy Savage rap is just. just oh. What do oh you my got? God. All right, I'm going to finish mine on a high note because right. it is, in my opinion, one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Okay. The only match I've ever seen that had not one, not two, but three face heel changes during the match. Is this uh, Rock Hogan? No. Okay. <laughs> this would be WrestleMania 13 from okay. 1997. Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, versus Bret Hart. Hart. Right. Yeah. And that they did a double turn. And, and do you remember who the referee was? His first introduction into the WWE. Ken it? Shamrock. Oh, real? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they they brought in Shamrock straight out of MMA right. to uh, to to ref this because they knew it was going to be crazy. Oh yeah, and that match I have never. Yeah, seen this a is match. the where he's in where the the Brett was the heel. He's, no, but no, uh, but no, Brett was the face, and Stone Cold was the Stone heel Cold coming was in. Busted open, and, he's and in. this is the infamous. Yeah. If you ever saw any of the openings for Raw for like God, ten Forever. years, yeah, the the picture that shows him in the sharpshooter. Right. With just a face full of blood, blood yeah. just he's, screaming. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, just yeah, completely no. screaming his guts out. That's what that's right. from. Yeah, that yeah, match, yeah. and to watch those two just go toe to toe. I mean, the match itself is really good. Yes. But the fact that you 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 lose track of who you're supposed to be rooting for. And that really was kind of the birth of Steve Austin becoming that anti-hero and that push for him to just become the guy who stuck it to everybody. Right. You know, it was almost like you could see that's when the the what they call the attitude era really oh, started absolutely. to begin. Yeah, yeah. Right that then. was that was kind of the yeah, that was that was yeah, again, the attitude era really started with Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, with Stone Cold Steve Austin becoming Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that enough, match had a lot to do with it. I, I would say it started there more so than when he first did the Austin 316 oh, yeah. thing, because yeah. that was against Jake Roberts. Yeah, that was so, of the ring. Yeah. Was it, was it 97, 96, uh, 97? I can't remember what year, but it was... Which the, a lot of people say, though, this is the beginning of the... No, I now, disagree. It, 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 was the, it was the preamble to it. But. Yeah, I mean, it... it, it was the beginning of Stone Cold using that phrase. Right, right. And I think that was the birth of a, a, a catchphrase, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you want to see when Stone Cold became Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, yeah. you go back and watch that match. Um, I have several more things here. <laughs> well, I still have some of my offering stuff. Yeah, and that, and that's a lot of these are, you know... And, I, in my honorable mention, I did put Hogan Andre in yeah, WrestleMania three right. because that's a. I mean, just as I put honorable mention because it's not it's a, a great. It's, it's not a, a great match whatsoever. Know. But you know that WrestleMania three is what cemented WrestleMania as. Oh, this is going to be a thing from now on. Like this is going to be a big thing from now in on. in the Pontiac Silverdome. Yep, ninety three thousand supposedly ninety three thousand people. They always, they always. Uh, yeah. Tweak those numbers a little the, bit on all the, of them, you know. It's uh, the infamous Amy loves to point out that yeah, yeah you can't fit ninety three thousand people no, in the silver dome. It didn't happen. Not so. the slightest. Yeah. Um, I also and again, especially in honorable mentions, I have Hogan shows up several times, but yeah. Hogan Warrior at WrestleMania yeah, six. I, I would that say that's more for Warrior. That than was for in Hogan, the Sky so. Dome, and that was that was supposed to be that passing of the passing torch, of the torch. Of and again, you got two guys who are neither one. 
good workers. No, but they were big personalities. They were big, you know, and it was one of those things where, again, I remember watching that that live and being like, I was pulling for Warrior, but I was like, I don't know if he's going to win this or not. You know, I mean, it was, uh, you know. Uh, And then I have to go to WrestleMania 18, Hogan Rock. I think that was just more for the moment. And I, and I go to the moment because, yeah. let's be honest, they had no idea what was getting ready to oh, transpire. Oh, and, and just to watch them turning their heads from left that, to right. It, you know? if, when, when they both are in the ring and they ring the bell and they're standing there looking at each other and that crowd... Just losing their minds. And, and it's one of those things where you can see they're both trying to stay in character of... But at the same time, you can also see them making eye contact going, holy shit, this yeah. is actually happening. Are you believe You know, this? like yeah. th- this is, and of course, nobody in the crowd was, I mean, no. holy, they were all like, holy shit, this is happening, no. you know? And again, not a great match. No, but, it really wasn't. But I, I give you that it was, it was definitely an encapsulating moment. Right, right. And it was that kind of... Well, you, you had know, you had basically the old had, guard versus the new exactly. guard. Exactly. Kind of you had one generation versus the new generation, right. you know, and type of... Um, what, um, all right. Go ahead. I see it. I put this one on here because it actually was a good match. Okay. But it is bookended by two huge moments. All right. October 2018, main event of Raw. Okay. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre for the WWE tag team titles. Oh, gosh. Remember what happened at the very beginning of this I'm episode? To remember, Roman Reigns comes out and announces that he has cancer. Oh, that's right. And he has to he has to give up the belt. That's going right. away for a while. And it was one of those things where it everybody. I mean, it's one of those things where that moment ago, everybody hated Roman Reigns going into that, and then they turned on a dime yeah. as soon as it's like when he came out. He said, "Look, this isn't this isn't Roman Reigns. This, this is, is Joe, Joe Anaki talking to yeah. you here," and. Apparently they had not told anybody. Nope. So when it, they basically the, the 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 report from backstage was right before Roman went out, he told. I think he told Dean, Vince. He, well, Vince knew. Yeah. And Vince was like, "We're putting you in your own shelter, in your own um, slot, slot." Or no, they basically said, "Go over here and don't talk to anybody." Yeah. And right before they went on air. He went up to uh, to Mox Dean, whatever you want to call him, Jonathan you know, Good, Jonathan Good, yeah. and Rollins, yeah. and said, "Just meet me at the top of the ramp when this is over." Yep. Didn't tell him what was going on. So when they came out, Rollins was beside himself. Yep. I mean, just you know. So it was one of those things that we all saw the Dean Ambrose turn coming. Yeah, we'd seen it for a while. Nobody expected it that night. No. No, <laughs> and the true. thing is, it was a good match. Yeah. And that crowd was so behind Rollins and and, oh, yeah. and Ambrose. They were like, man, they were they were ready for them to win those belts and and then Ambrose turned and and Dean turned. Yeah. And talk about a crowd going from the highest highs mm-hmm. to the lowest lows in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's uh, yeah. I completely forgot. That about was that one, one of that those was... moments where it was just like, "This is when wrestling is at its best." <laughs> right. Well, I've got three more. All right. That are offering. 
Okay. All right. These are ones that that happen, you know, either backstage or somewhere else or whatever. Uh, one that you've actually already mentioned that I I still will go back and watch is the <laughs> Monday Night Raw, June twenty seventh, two thousand eleven, the CM Punk oh, pipe, pipe bomb. bomb. Yes, yes, yes. To this day, people don't know if this was a scripted thing or not, where he basically just comes out with a live mic crosses his legs, sits down in the center of the ramp, and just vents. Yeah, and it's one of those things that it had been well documented that... that he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. His contract was on, was coming up, and things were not going well. And the th- there is. There, there is still a lot of, was this a work? Was it a shoot? Was it a the combination of the two? The saying... Was, he, he, he mentioned Ring of Honor. He mentioned Ring of Honor. He mentioned Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Hi, Colt Cabana. I know. Yeah. I mean, and He mentioned the ice cream bars. Ice cream bars. <laughs> but he went at Vince. He went and at Vince he and he went Triple H, too. And he did And Cena. Yeah. And, and yeah, he called... What was it? He, he didn't go after Mr. McMahon. No. He went after Vince McMahon. Yeah, he went after his boss. Yes. And, and yeah, and talked about his... his was it his, uh, his doofus son-in-law? Yeah, you know, and all this, and it's just one of those like, whoa, this. Which again, Triple H and CM Punk didn't like each other for real. They, they, you know, they, it's, they definitely had disagreements yeah. all the way around. But it was just one of those moments that you're going back, and you have to ask yourself if you've never seen it, go back and watch it. And as you're watching it, find that point right where you're going. Wait a minute, is he being serious? Oh, I know, and it's is like he, you, know, you know, that's in wrestling. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. You know, well, in, but in their vernacular, you know, they talk, you know, work in a shoot. Yeah. And then some people go, yeah, you know, you, you worked your way into a shoot, you yep. know, sometimes, which it's, you know, yeah, you went from something that was scripted into something that was real. And something that very yeah. easily could have got. And the funny thing about it is they kill his mic. Right. He goes, grabs another mic, and they kill that right. one. Right. Yeah, I know. And it, it, so, yeah, but that was, <clears throat> yeah, that that is, especially in the last decade, little over a decade that yeah. is probably the one that everybody goes back to that's austin 316 or yeah there's one other moment that yeah. i've got on here okay. that, I, that i've i think might just be a little bit above that one okay <clears throat> but i'll say that okay because i got one more but go ahead i got a couple more here i right, I, it out there. I uh i actually i have four more actually. oh geez all right and, and a lot of them again are, are, are more about moments rather than matches okay although two of them really they were good matches also all right um, <laughs> I, no, I guess it was was a Survivor Series '97, the Screw Job, Montreal Screw Job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I had it down here. I was like, I knew that. That's not King of the Ring. That was Screw Job. No. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was Survivor Series. And the reason why I put this on here is because it's a good match. It is. Well, I mean, you're talking about Bret Hart and you're talking about Shawn Michaels in Canada. How is that not going to be a good Bret match? Bret Hart you know? in Canada. You know, and, and, and of course, there's all the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on with right. this. But the thing is, it's fun to go back and watch this match. The no, presentation, yeah. no, the presentation, because basically, what happens? They run a video package, mm-hmm. and then you see, is it Brett first? I think it's backstage, and and it's you know, and so you've got um, Owen, yeah. and you've got um, Jim, Jim Neidhart was Jim Neidhart, and you've got Davy Boy. Yep. Basically, all of the, the Hart, the Hart Foundation, yeah. and and they come. No, actually, no. It was uh, Sean came out first. Yes, Sean came out first. It's him and Triple H, and uh, I, don't remember, I, don't even, I don't know if anybody else, but I know it was, it was him and Triple H. Yeah, come out, and he's doing all of his, you know, slagging on Canada and this and that and everything. But it's all done where it starts backstage. There's no music. 
Mm-hmm. It's all like all you're getting is just the ambient sound from backstage of them coming out. They go to Gorilla, you know, and all the yep. you know, everything. They walk through that way from basically the camera's coming from backstage out into everything. They go out. He's doing all that stuff. Then all of a sudden, and, and there's no there's no announcers. There's no nothing. And then you get that that where I saw him, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the hearts they the hearts all come out, you know, and, and they walk him up to gorilla position. He walks out through the curtain, goes out there, and they start brawling. Yep. And they brawl for a good ten minutes before the bell ever rings. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's you know, it just you, you have two of the best workers in business history. Right. You're gonna get a killer match. And yeah. then And you could talk about the history of it and the lore that goes on. Whether along or not it was real thing, yeah, exactly. work there's, or shoot or there's so much what, debate you know, on that, it's hard to you know, I know. But, but taking all that out of the equation and just looking at the, the caliber match of the itself, match, yeah. it was really up good. until that wonky end. It was yeah. one of those where you're like what? What? Wow. Okay. But that's that's a good match. That's one of those ones that you know it shouldn't be an ending that you see coming from a mile off. No. So. Ain't nobody saw that one right. coming, including Brett. Go ahead and throw another <laughs> one of yours out there. I I I missed a, a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, WrestleMania thirty five. All right. Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda. Okay, so I have very mixed feelings okay. on Ronda Rousey okay. because yes, there are no, she by the time we got here she was checked out. Yeah, okay, she was pissed off that she was forced into turning heel. Yeah, basically the crowd turned her heel. Yeah, they they turned on her. Yeah, and like I said, but the thing is, and then you know it's supposed to be just be her versus Becky, mm-hmm. but they put Charlotte into it, and this goes back to a little bit we were talking about with Charlotte. The WWE loves them some Charlotte Flair, and oh, yeah. they will insert her into anything to try to. You know, they've given they've what, she's thirteen time champ the female or something Roman like. Reigns. Yeah, it's one of those things where I mean they and it's one of those things. Unlike Roman Reigns, which I like Roman Reigns for the most part, but unlike him, this woman can work and she brings it. You know, she's charismatic. She's I mean all the stuff that you would want out of a performer. But they do put her in way too much. Agreed. They push her just they push her down your throat. I mean the same way that they do with Brock Lesnar. You know, I mean right. it's just but this match. Again, first time we've had women headlining. Yeah, you know, uh, and 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 again, they put on a great match. Was, I'm not going to yeah, deny and, that. And Becky and Becky winning both belts. Yeah, Becky two belts. Of it. Becky, it just it was one of those things where it was like it was a good match. Yeah, it really it was a good match. Um, but again, it's that whole. It, there's a lot of significance. There's a lot of you know everything. Um, so yeah, there, there's that. Did you want me to do another one or not? No, I got I got two more. Let me see what else do I have. I'll throw mine out I think here. I, okay, go ahead. Because mine's going to go back to AEW. Okay, and it's something that we talked a little bit about earlier. The AEW Dynamite, August fifth, two thousand twenty. Okay. The Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho <laughs> debate. That was yes, yeah. Hosted was, by. Bye. Eric Bischoff. Easy. <laughs> and the fact that like Jericho is like, I just, haven't liked you since 1997. <laughs> I mean, if you ever needed more proof that Jericho knows how to put somebody over. Oh, I know. Dear I know, God I was just so good on that. And the fact that, you know, Orange Cassidy, you very rarely have ever heard him speak. No, prior not to that. by that point at all. Exactly. No, he just a, kind of came out, gave his sideways thumbs up, and just kind of went well, it was so business. funny with him because a lot, of, a lot before he ever got really got into the ring, there was a lot of those moments. Because I remember like the Young Bucks and all um, oh, the guys from the the, uh, the inner circle that just oh, uh, proud and powerful. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, you know they were having that that 
yep. that feud. And there was a, they were backstage and they're fighting, they're fighting, fighting. Bust open the bathroom door. door and Orange Cassidy's just sitting there. Like, and then Ortiz just walks over and just like closes the door real slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the crowd popped when they oh, saw yeah. him standing there. You know, it was just well, and, and, and that was just it. It was he has developed such a character yes, in uh, Orange Cassidy that when he did finally speak and it channeled that scene from the movie Old School, absolutely. Where all of a sudden he's like going off about like uh, I think global it's climate change or something yeah, like that, like, and just completely <laughs> went off on it, and and everybody just kind of stopped. Like what <laughs> did this just happen? What was this? I don't know I what know, I just I saw. Know, I know that yeah, that was that was. I mean, again, proof that AEW right now knows how to put a moment on better than anybody. Okay, I have two more. All right, I got one. So go ahead. And I'm really kind of surprised this didn't make your okay your list like right. your your outright list. King of the Ring '98, Hell in a Cell match. Oh, Undertaker, Undertaker versus versus Mankind. See, I thought about that, <laughs> and I'll tell you. Here's the reason why I didn't make my list proper. It's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. It's not a match so much as someone going through traumatic. It's a car like, crash. Uh, uh, someone going through head trauma repeatedly. Well, and I just and I think that's why you know the I I actually got the pleasure of seeing Mick Foley do stand up and talk yes. about that. And of course, he always talks about that match from what he, he is remembers going to be of it. linked to that match till the, the day he dies. The day he dies and beyond. Yeah, I mean that, that. And it was one of those things that when he talked about it, he was just like, "Look, first off, I don't remember half of it, right? Because I was literally unconscious. Absolutely. I was moving around unconscious." But, and he still ran in. He did a yeah. run in later in the main event. Yeah, after absolutely. Concussing himself multiple well, and times. And the, the thing that kills me about that match is when you watch it the first time, you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" You watch it five or six more times, you're like, "This is incredible." Go back and watch it now, and you're going, "Dear, I know." God, Somebody stop it, stop. please. You know, and yeah. the whole the Jim Ross, my God, he killed him. Yeah, I mean, he just killed him. He killed. I mean, that just. Is there anything more iconic than that, especially that era? One. Okay, what do you got? And, and, and that's my last one, and it is a Foley moment. Okay. Monday Night Raw, September 20th, 1999. This is the Rock and Sock connection. This is your life. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah, Rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is your life. That is considered the highest rated yes. non-wrestling segment in And no TV one was behind history. it. No. No one backstage was behind no. this. Was. They're like, no, this was you're going to go out Foley there and, rock. and you're going to kill our ratings. And they, it just... This yeah. was something that they were just like, okay, we're going to do it and it's going to be completely stupid and it's just going to tank. Mm. However, if you needed proof, number one, of how good The Rock is, mm -hmm. of how good he can cut a promo and sell anything... Watching him go through this whole thing, just looking absolutely miserable the entire time, mm -hmm. you know, cutting the promos on what was it his 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 teacher, yes. his coach, yeah. and his like former girlfriend or something yep. like that. No, it was and just, just and Foley keeping a straight face the entire time. But when does he lose it? When he starts making fun of Yerple the Clown. Yeah, that's when he loses <laughs> it. You know. Yeah, uh, it's just it's one of those things that you know this this really allowed both Foley and Johnson to show off their capabilities outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it allowed Foley to show who Mick Foley was, not Mankind, not right. Cactus Jack, not Dude Love. This was Foley being Foley, mm -hmm. you know. I, I thought about the Mr. Sacco moment, and, and that's, again, iconic. 
you know, McMahon looking into the screen just going, Mr. Socko. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's an iconic moment. But to me, between the two, you get more interaction between The Rock and Foley in this one mm. than you ever did between Foley and Mr. McMahon in right. the Mr. Socko bit. Right. And on top of that, I think Steve Austin kind of stole that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll take it from here, nurse. Yeah. You know, that was just stole the moment. You know, I have a and I I apologize for not having all my info on this one. A match that should have been in my matches. Mm-hmm. Um 2017, I think it was. Okay. I can't remember which pay-per-view. It was AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Oh God. And it was a match that wasn't supposed to happen. Because he was supposed, Finn Balor was supposed to be wrestling um, Bray Wyatt. Yep. And uh, three different people tested positive for mumps. Yep. And literally on the fly, the a few days prior to this pay per view, uh, SmackDown was on tour in South America, and they called AJ and said, "Can you get back here by Sunday?" Mm-hmm. And he literally hopped on a plane. Flew, I think they said it was what, 14 hours or something like that from something South like that, America yeah. to, I think they were in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. See the New Jersey or New York. Yeah, it was, was somewhere It was, it was in the Northeast yeah. up there. Got off the plane, went to the arena, and they put on an amazing yeah. match. Well, again. And again, and, 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 to, and to top it all off, because both of them made their name in New Japan but never wrestled. Yeah, they never actually did head-to-head on that. Never head-to-head. And at the very end of it, when it was all over, and Bowler throws up the two too sweet. sweet. And it was one of those things. The crowd was already into it to begin with, but then that whole was like, why aren't we seeing these two guys all the time? Yeah. You know, I mean, this is... <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and that was something that really was wasted yes. in WWE, was, yes. you know, all of the Bullet Club oh, when I, they brought him in. God, until You know, I mean, yeah. the Good Brothers... AJ Styles, right. all of that gimmick, you know. Well, there was that one moment, like at one of the pay per views backstage, where it was it was the Good Brothers and, mm-hmm. and AJ, and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then like, oh, hey, what's going on? And it goes, and the, the camera pans over, and yeah. it's 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 Finn. Yep. And they and they're like, hey, yeah, and they throw th- the two sweet, and he just smiles and walks away, <laughs> and it's just like, I, they're like, I, okay, yeah, yeah, he's he's doing his own thing. Speaking <laughs> of AJ Styles, there's one other moment, and and and. I apologize. I cannot remember which match it was. I, I remember it was a ladder match. Oh yeah. Oh. And, um, and it go was. Ahead. Yeah, I know which one you're. It was the about. moment between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura yes. because this was yes. the match that everybody wanted to see. Yes. And it, it, they cleared out the ring, and it was just those two. And there's a ladder between the two of them, and literally both of them just stopped cold, looked at one another. Reached over, picked up the ladder, and moved it out the yes. way. <laughs> it's like it's going down, yep, yep. and it's going down uh, yeah. right now. And again, you know, uh, their WrestleMania match was good until the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, my last moment. Yes. Okay, please. This is it. I know we've been going for a while, but <laughs> it, and it's funny because along the way I was like, oh yeah, what about the, oh yeah this? Yeah. When Becky Lynch became the man, the broken ice, the broken orbital socket, dude. That night. When you know, because it was pre, it was the week of Survivor Series. Yep. It was in November. Yep. And SmackDown did the evasion on Raw. Mm-hmm. And Nia Jax, who notoriously is was unsaved. injuring people. I mean, she was she injured so many people. 
flat decked Becky. Well, the ring broke and broke her nose. It was a flying haymaker, and she yeah. wasn't even paying attention to where her hand was, and literally contacted right onto her ch- her her cheekbone. Right, but her hands are so big, they it also broke got the her orbital nose. socket and the nose. Right, and it was one of those things where Becky. You're watching this melee going on, and yep. you see Becky in the middle, and she gets up, and she she wipes her face, and there's blood everywhere. I yep. mean, it's just like, oh. But that whole situation with her, she kept going, and they go back up to the crowd, and, her, and of course, the crowd's losing their damn mind. Yep. And her standing up there covered in blood. Takes her, her hands, wipes it off her face, and slings it. Uh, yeah, and it puts her arms out and just like, all right, you know, we're going to do it. And that was, when, that was the night that Becky Lynch Became got over. Man. And she got over that night more than she had everybody loved her prior yep. that was the night that she became a superstar absolutely and absolutely and and that you can't script that no that's one of those moments that you just you take advantage of it when and it it's, happens again funny to go back and talk about it because she got concussed in it and didn't yeah. remember any of it yeah absolutely you know and that's a and again it's so amazing sometimes these the performers yep. when something like that happens and they 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 go on autopilot and still have these look at Foley, mo- yeah, and yeah. still have these moments yeah. of just like oh, you know, and that was unfortunately she didn't get to wrestle Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam or at right. Survivor Series because of it, but it built to that WrestleMania thirty. Well, and it built her know? legacy yeah. as just the 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 set the standard for not to be screwed with, right? You know, right? And, and I think it really it it, it was her Austin three sixteen moment, yeah, absolutely. It was her you know just push you over the edge moment, uh, or or the 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 Bret Hart moment that we were talking about because that's one of those things you think back of iconic imagery. You've got things like Britt Baker with the the crimson mask. You've got, you know, Foley with the tooth coming out of his oh, nose, I know. Smiling, smiling. I know. You know? Just, oh man! I mean, those are such iconic moments. And, and granted, it sounds like we're pretty morbid people that this is what we're talking about. But that's part of wrestling. And I mean, that's. I, I think, you know, I've been watching it since I was a child. I know you have as well. I'm yep. sure a lot of your listeners that are, are still with us yeah. are, are, are are ones that are, are old school fans as well. And there's a reason why you go back to this. I've heard it called, you know, soap operas for men. And I don't yeah, know if I necessarily yeah, agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I do think that there is a certain amount of drama that goes with it. I think mm-hmm. that there's a certain amount of stories that go along with it. Is there a mm-hmm. physical aspect of it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be wrestling if it didn't. Right. But I do think that finding that balance between the story, the characters, and the action, mm-hmm. when that's done properly, when that's it's when done it's something properly, great. Because we've seen... Oh, we could, across all promotions. Yeah, we could send so many examples we could, we, of that. We could do an episode wrecks, yeah. of... This started off promising, and then what the hell south. happened? Yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> but and we would encourage you guys, you know, any of our listeners here that that are still with us. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if you have Peacock, yeah, okay. Um, everything's not. I I sometimes miss the WWE Network mm-hmm. on its own because there was stuff that didn't that. Yeah, it's kind of been like okay, we're not putting all that on there. Right, a lot of the ECW Um, stuff and a lot of the older stuff, you know. You know, I didn't have any ECW stuff on here because I didn't watch enough of it at the time, and also the fact of like, of course, you could always go into anything New Jack was involved with that, you know. Just but the one that always sticks out to me again, it was Terry Funk versus um, oh, who was he wrestling? It was the night that the chairs flew. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Cactus Jack and Funk. Was it Cactus Jack? Yeah, because Cactus got knocked out 
where well, everybody Funk was did too. Yeah, I they, mean, that, they, and that was the whole thing. He he started telling people to throw chairs in the ring because yeah, you know, and to throw no no they told him to throw. A, a chair. chair. And instead, and the entire arena the started entire throwing chairs. just starts throwing chairs. There was something, I think they did the count, and there was something like 87 chairs. Yeah, so, and it's just like, and they're, they're even like legitimately like, stop throwing, like over the, the announcer, mm-hmm. he's like, stop throwing chairs. But Funk caught one in the back of the head. Yep, and just And it was just, but it was just one of those things where it's like, holy crap, yeah. you know? See, and that's, and again, that kind of goes back to it. We, don't get us wrong, we're not morbid individuals no, that likes no, to see no, people no, get no, hurt or no, anything, no. but if it makes a good story, if it tells the story and it allows these people to tell their own stories, mm-hmm. so much the better. And, and you know, any fans of wrestling, if you have moments, I know we could spend hours just oh, going dude. over we, the moments we could, on this. We could probably do a whole podcast series. Easily. But if there <laughs> just any... Just the sp- two of us. Yeah. Talking, and, and I guarantee I have friends, I actually know somebody who used to wrestle yeah me too yeah and i'm like yeah we could probably bring them in here yeah really have a good time but uh (laughs) but if you do have moments that just really personified wrestling for you and and you know just those kinds of things that you look back and go wow that was something special hit us up on you know discord hit us up on facebook on any on insta you know any of the the social media groups because i'm we're always looking for those types of moments to share and that's the best part is when you share it because you can tell when somebody's passionate about it whether it was something great that happened in the ring something totally goofy that happened outside of it you know we didn't even talk about the gobbledygooker <laughs> there's uh, a reason why we didn't yeah. talk about that. okay <laughs> but anything like that that just kind of defined a moment for you that you're looking back going wow i remember are, that are you familiar with russellcrap.com oh yes okay, you know, they, oh, they, they yes. do the gooper award loved... every year you know it's yeah russellcrap was they actually produced a book yeah, and it was I've read cl- the Death of WCW, it, and then well, was, and there was the other was the list of what was it the, the worst gimmicks yeah, of all time. Yeah, no, it's that like, was so much fun. Right? Yeah, those it, uh, poor Barry Darso. Oh that guy God. just got bad gimmicks. He got did. Bad he gimmick. did. But uh, Shockmaster. Yeah. Oh God, you had the Shockmaster. You had Duke the Dumpster. Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. Yeah. I mean, just it keeps going on and on. But yeah, if you do have any of those wrestling moments that just really speak to you, by all means, hit us up on the instas. Hit us up on the yep. uh, the socials. Let us know uh, if you'd like more episodes like this to actually you know keep going down rabbit holes or if there's mm-hmm. you know wrestling topics you'd like us to talk about you know we'll be happy to investigate them if you think this was a stupid idea and you never <laughs> want to hear wrestling talk on this podcast again uh, uh that's too bad because we're going to talk about send wrestling it to, whether we want to or not send it to dave uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love you dave uh miss you brother yeah but um but yeah this was a lot of fun and i'm really glad in this perfect timing right after wrestlemania exactly so you know and then the, you know yeah exactly it was <laughs> Again, Barry and I could sit here for hours, and which we've gone in almost two hours. Uh, we could we we could sit here for a whole lot more talking. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely go check out our uh, check us out on Discord, check us out on Instagram. There'll be links to all that stuff. We have something really cool coming up. Yes, in we the do. Next couple of weeks. I'm not sure exactly when because it turned into a much bigger uh, <laughs> task than I was originally anticipating. But it's gonna uh, be really. Cool but it's gonna be really out. cool and. Um, and I'm sure we'll spark a lot of debate. So, <laughs> well, for my man Alan, the Learjet flying, limo riding, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. That's right. And for my man Barry, the son of a plumber. <laughs> son of a plumber. Yeah, he's, uh, he's eating with kings and queens, and he's had diamonds. Diamond. Or he's had, or I've, pork dined and beans. With, I've dined with kings and queens, and I've eaten pork and beans. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Whether you like it or you don't like it, you got to learn to live with it because it's the best thing going on today. <laughs> God, Ric Flair is so good. <laughs> Rick and Dusty, man. That, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. I would love. I, of course, you know now is, but you know maybe in, maybe in the next world, I would yes. love. 
to just be a fly on the wall with those two talking about the business. That's it. Oh God! Just just those two, and oh, you know the stories. I know, and and the stories and everything else because God, you know. <laughs> well, of course, you'd have to translate half of what Dusty says because oh, the man invented know, his own language. I know. Yeah, I know. words like clubbering. I know. You know, <laughs> belly welly. Oh, he was something. The freakus. I miss him with a freakus. I miss him, and I miss I miss Roddy. Man. Oh God, Roddy yes. Piper was something else. So, <sighs> all right, guys, before we get on another tangent here. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm Alan Smith. And I'm Barry. And we will see you next time. Later. Later.